Hello and welcome to a new episode of Tangents with Colleen and Mike. What is up, everybody? People in the house, how it is? What is good? <laughs> how you doing, Colleen? I'm doing good, Mike. It's the first time we're actually recording separately. Yes. This is the first fully online podcast we are recording due to the current state of affairs. The current state of the world. That is true. So this is our first time recording apart outside of the studio. Um, Colleen took home some, uh, a, a sort of an active microphone dynamic thingy, whatever you want to call it. And we are having this, we're recording our call over Google Hangouts because Skype's a little bitch. <laughs> Shout out to Google. Yeah. No, I mean, Skype's fine. It's just that the um, if we talk over each other, it suppresses the other person's like if, if, if i'm talking and colleen starts talking now it's going to suppress me and kind of fade me out like and then you won't hear what i say whereas here it'll be a jangled mess because but at least you'll hear it it's gonna sound like this yeah it's gonna it's gonna, it's gonna i stopped it's gonna sound <laughs> exactly like this okay <laughs> and you'll hopefully hear both of us all uh, right. Um, Kaleem, would you like to introduce our first topic of discussion today? Well, I, I, well, the first one, I think we need to give an explanation of why we skipped Friday's episode. Oh, uh, yeah. Sorry, everyone. Yeah. Sorry, all the dedicated fans are actually waiting for it. Yeah. We wanted to give you a episode, but it couldn't work. It was the eve of Friday 13 and then Friday 13 nothing worked technically wise nothing ever works out on friday the 13th nope yeah somehow it was it was weird i don't really believe in bad luck and bad omens especially not friday 13 but then there was a couple of weird things that happened which is bad luck nothing bad happened but it was just bad luck yeah so what happened to us is i think what happened we couldn't properly record any anything and my mac my macbook failed me for the first time in two years <laughs> It completely failed me. Yeah. Interesting. I had a I had a really shit I can't even remember. see like it's so weird. First tangent. <laughs> That's so weird. Like I don't even remember why I was angry on Friday or on, on Thursday. I can't remember, but I was very, very like pissed off at the world at the end of the day. Yeah, I'm not sure if you told me I but you were definitely in a very shitty mood. Oh yeah. And then like definitely pissed. Yeah. And then um I wrote to you, let's try to record an episode. And then you were like, all right, give me like you were doing your workout or something. And yeah, um, yeah. And, and uh, I was like, all right, I'll wait around. Minutes. Yeah, I was like, I'll, I'll wait around. And then you wrote, oh, I'm done. And I'm like, all right, sweet. I was going to fall asleep. So I get up and like I already have this whole setup plugged in here because um, I use it for work as well to like a microphone. And uh, <laughs> I'm like, well, let's do it. And I call you. I didn't have anything set up. I call you and I'm like, right, let's do it. And you're like, oh, wait, I need to set up. And I'm like, I, uh, you said you were done. And I'm like, yeah, I'm done with the workout. I need to actually turn on yeah. my laptop and shit and whatever. And I'm like, I, yeah, I, I was, I was hoping you're going to walk me through everything, make sure everything is set properly. And I think I spent like, what, 10 minutes just fixing the microphone stand. Yeah. This shit is annoying. And it took me half an hour afterwards to figure out that the only problem with it actually was the microphone needs to be in the direction of one of the three legs. If it's in between, it's going to fall over. Yeah, obviously. I'm yeah. so glad I gave you that stand and microphone a week before recording and you never even bothered to open it. 
well, <laughs> I was a busy boy. Yeah. Yeah. So I was just sitting there <laughs> and basically for everyone out there, I was just listening there very angry being like this fucking asshole. <laughs> he told me he's ready and I was about to fall asleep. I was very like sad and depressed and angry. And I'm like, all right, at least this one thing, one thing's going to cure it all is the podcast. And then you're like, oh, I need to fix it. I need to put it up. And like, you walk me through shit. And I'm like, I, what do you mean walk? I gave you like a couple of links and tutorials and shit. And you're like, no, no, you got to walk me through it. And I'm like, I'm going to fucking kill you. And then I was just kind of sitting there waiting for, for you to connect. And I could hear was, was this just like you scratching that a microphone. I'm just sitting there. And I'm like, I'm not. I'm not even angry anymore. I'm just, I'm just blank. I was like, cause I was thinking like in my head, I was like, ah, but then, but then outside, I'm just like, yeah, it's fine. Everything is burning. Everything is on fire. I'll just wait it out. Hopefully you'll figure it out. Well, it did actually, if, if we didn't have technical problems, I think we would figure out everything in 10 minutes or something. Yeah. That was what I was counting on. Yeah. But then something went bad and my MacBook started working like really, really slowly. Yeah. I think I closed it and rebooted it three times and it just it didn't work out. Yeah. Well, I was just sitting here staring at the wall because you were like, I'm going to restart it. I'll be right back. And I'm like, all right. So I'm just sitting there looking at the wall with my phone in my hand, but being like, oh, any minute now. Any minute, he's gonna be back. And I think ten minutes later, I'm like, um, "How long does it take you to restart a computer?" And you're like, "Oh, I did it like five times. Everything's hanging. It's slow. I can't open shit." And I'm like, "You could have just told me. I would have not just been sitting there staring at the wall for ten minutes waiting." <laughs> so that made me even more oh, angry. And I'm friend, like, "Oh my god, it's heavy, dude." What? I make, I make all my income with this laptop. I was stressed out. Excuse me, because you wasted ten minutes of your precious life. I'm sorry, dude. No, because the thing is, like, immediately after I realized I'm not actually angry at you, it's just that you didn't help with my state of mind, but it wasn't you that I was angry at. And now I don't even yeah, remember what it was. So who the fuck cares? Yeah, and that's when we decided, like, let's let's just drop everything. Yeah, we're he like, was mad. This. You were mad. I mean, I got mad because of the laptop thing. It was it made no sense to record yeah. something with both of us in a shitty mood. Yeah, I if would... it was only for you in a shitty mood, maybe me being the what's the word ray of sunshine that I am. Yeah, maybe something would have happened, but with both of us in a shitty mood. Yeah, no, we were like, screw it, we'll just make up an excuse. I mean, we will tell the people the truth in the Facebook page. <laughs> but I mean, technically, it's not a lie. It was technical difficulty. Yeah. Oh, well, you know, shit like that happens. And yeah, also the the, the second topic was that why we're indoors, which I think doing is online. Yeah, why we're doing why we're doing this online now for a while, at least. Well, something. Do you want to tell that is, story? Yeah, sure. In the, in the microphone, ideally, like in direct the pointing your mouth, to it, but... your your breathing hole for the. <laughs> there we go. Let me do this. Hey, the chair I'm sitting on is really weird to fix next to the microphone. Uh, all right. Apologies in advance. Yeah, it's, I'm sure no one's gonna mind. Nobody cares what I'm going to say anyway. <laughs> Don't say that. <laughs> it, I can say this. It's a joke. This is our podcast. They're listening yeah, for both of us. No, you're not allowed to say anything. <laughs> you cannot make self-deprecating jokes. No. <laughs> what is this, 2020? <laughs> <laughs> right. 
So speaking of 2020, mm. something is happening here next to us, and the whole Corona thing is getting closer and closer to us. Yes, that's by true. the day. So people we that are closer to your sort of inner circle are getting exactly. it left and right. Because initially it was like just this faraway phenomena that was just happening. You were sort of semi-aware of, and you God, you remember January? Yeah, January is like, January... oh, there's this thing in China. Fucking, who cares? I don't know. Whatever. Man, in, oh, people January, are dying. Well, in January, oops. I was still flying. Yeah, me too. I think I went to Serbia. Well, driving, but yeah. I was in Berlin. Uh, in yeah, you were. I almost huh. forgot. I always forget. I actually caught one piece of travel in <laughs> this year yeah i i always forget because it's been like the lockdown and everything's been happening for so long i always forget that like i would i went with my girlfriend at the time we went on like two or three trips i think yeah it was it was free trips because the last one was inclusion that's when we had to come back and like the next week uh the lockdown started the lockdown started yeah. okay or so like that weekend free. or something yeah, you'll win this one. You had more. <laughs> okay, so... Uh, I mean, there were... Well, whatever. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Uh, it was this faraway phenomena, and now it's getting closer and closer, mm. and now I actually get to know people that are, got sick, and yep. they have to deal with the whole situation. Yep. And it sucks. And the worst part of it is my brother just got infected, and now he and his yep. whole uh, team, he plays volleyball. Mm-hmm. Like professionally. Uh, well, well, uh, university, if right? You can okay, call that professionally, it's more than just hobby. Semi pro, semi pro. Let's go with that. I like the sound of it. All right. And his whole team got infected because I know I think one or two, or two teammates got the virus. They trained together, and then mm. one and one, one and one got added together, get to, and they all of them got sick. And yeah. now they're all isolated in this one dorm, oh. which is quite close to me. And I, for the last past week, I was supposed to bring them food huh. so the kids don't die of starvation. So is that what you did? Because, like, I remember when you called me last week, you were like, you said you came in contact with him. And I, I specifically remember something about a car. But you don't have a car. Something that, like, you were, you were, you took him to the place or something? No, he was quite close to the place so we just met uh, next to the dorm we kept like 1.52 meters away just for the just to be extra safe because mm -hmm. by that time he was he didn't have any symptoms not no nothing mm -hmm. uh but that was i think how much it took like five minutes both of us were masked distance was kept and everything but i know you really hate the whole covid thing and it's yeah i'm I'm going to call you and explain this and ask you, are you okay if we record in person? Or I remember you called me and the first thing you said was like, how afraid are you of it? And I'm like, very. And I'm like, all right, this is what happened. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, okay, you stay the fuck away from me. <laughs> so yeah, here we are now. Mm. And it's funny because every day I have to go around noon, 12-ish, 1-ish, something. They have this deal with the local restaurant. They have to make them uh, lunch and dinner for all the team players. Okay. All the players, and I have to go there. I get like four bags of food, which is a lot of waste. <laughs> you can carry it, you're a big boy. I can carry it. The first time it was annoying because <laughs> they had like a whole casserole just of uh, utensils of knives and forks and everything, right? And it wasn't only one bag, and one hand will just one hand will just hang lower and heavier than the other. Uh, one. I, I don't right. know why. <laughs> 
Wasn't like Definitely. plastic cutlery? Was it like legit? Legit cutlery oh, from okay. the restaurant. All right. So they just give them a, a, a pair for each one of them and they keep it until they stay there and I think they're going to return it or I'm going to return it when they get out. All right. Fair enough. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. So that's it what you've been doing for the past week. Yeah. Apparently in case our, this podcast fails to take off, I can always go to food delivery. <laughs> there seems to be a future for me in that, that industry. <laughs> I mean, you're almost going full circle, right? What was your first job? Like the the first thing was it? Uh, first non-official job uh, was bartending. Oh, okay, so it was bar- what was the other one? What was the wedding okay, decorations? Wedding decorations. That's okay. So it's almost full circle. I mean, you can still call it catering if you want to. Yeah, <laughs> catering to the drunk and catering to the mat. Oh, hey, that's a okay. So you said bartending. And then wedding. Yeah. So catering to the drunk and catering to the mad. <laughs> and now catering to the sick. Oh, God. <laughs> to the hungry, less fortunate. I'm one unsung hero of history. <laughs> unsung. <laughs> I'm sure someone that. at some point. I love that some, expression. Yeah. Yeah. Someone at some point is going to raise a bust for you somewhere. Bards, know. please sing my song. <laughs> yes, skulls and shadows, blind guardian, and all that—the bard song. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. Um, what do you think of? Oh yeah, what do you? How do you think? Um, last week's interview went with Christy. I loved it. Yeah, it went really good. We had a bit of a technicalities in the beginning again. Mm-hmm. It was the fact that um. When we speak over each other, it didn't get quite through to him. So initially, we had to figure yeah, this thing out, and we just figure it as we were going. Yeah. But after we got, got a pace out of it, it was really good. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts about it? Um, yeah, I don't know. I didn't think much of it in terms of technicality. I was just excited to have a friend there. <laughs> yeah, it was really cool to have a third person. Like, Yeah, exactly. We have, we have to work on our interviewee dynamic yeah it's kind of difficult to uh, divide who's asking questions yeah it doesn't really need two people to do that but i mean i don't i don't listen to any podcasts with two two hosts so i don't know or i don't know i guess either one host or it's a group of people yeah it's never just two taking an interview exactly two who have to perform the same role because like yeah like i said if you have a group of people um you'll sort of like change hats with each other because exactly. there's more than like three people at least, right? But when it's two people who play the same role, it's like, all right, we need to sort of um, work on our pacing, I guess. Because and, yeah, yeah. Indeed. But I mean, I mean, yeah, I we have different personalities anyway, so I'm pretty sure we ask different sort of questions. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Definitely. And he was, I think, he said first thing after we stopped recording, he thought <laughs> that I was supposed to talk a bit more. But to be fair, in the beginning, it was all about him. Yeah. And you know his situation and everything better. And you were more uh, adequate, adequate adequate, to ask the questions. Right. And okay. there was no need to intervene. But once we switch from uh, his presentation and whatever he was doing, and we get to the existential stuff, yeah. then it was more of a group dynamic. And mm. I'm totally fine with that. Yeah, that's I agree with that. Because I was sort of like... I I read online and I watched videos on like how to how to do this whole thing when you present someone a guest and all that into a podcast or like a show or whatever. 
who I tried to respect those rules as much as I could. But then, obviously, I, for anyone who doesn't know, I had a call with him the other, like the night before we recorded, because I know him personally. We hung out a couple of times, and I've heard of his thing that he was doing, the, the polymore. But I didn't really know what it was either. So I was like, a night before, I was like, dude, can you have like a, a half an hour call and you tell me what the hell that is and what it means? And we did. And I took some notes and I just kind of wrote that intro. But um, but afterwards, like asking questions was was actually kind of a struggle for me because I knew so little about what he did. And it's not like because this is like this is what i like with these kind of it's a podcast of of us two right it's just two random guys no one really it's not like jimmy fallon or whatever it's and yeah. we're, and we're not inviting someone like on that part right we invite a guy that, that we know that is cool and is doing great things but the world doesn't so we're trying to kind of like oh hey this is what this guy does so for those people in the big shows it's easy to fucking research anyone because you, you know you're asking i don't know shia labeouf or whatever you're bringing tom cruise yeah. like fucking just google his name and then you know like 15 million things about him that you could ask but like this dude that i know personally that like there's no i mean there's his fate the the polymore facebook page right that you can read like five things and then see a bunch of pictures and some like oh this is what we did but that doesn't answer the question like what is it what do you want to do okay you did this initiative and i'm, I'm sure I, i'm uh, he, he definitely explained those things. So I'm not having a go at that. It's just that like I was hearing them for the first time as well. So I'm like, okay, I got to improvise and need some questions. So I was hoping for him to go into like detail and talk more. So then when he's done with like his chunk of the dialogue, I could at least latch onto two or three things to ask him. Uh, and I found out actually, yes, yeah, so that's the thing I found difficult at first. Um, yeah, but I think it worked out like mostly how you intended it. Yeah, he said all his parts. He went into all the technicalities, and mm -hmm. then he went in a he lot of technicalities. I'm like, holy shit! This is more words than you said last night about this one thing that I don't know <laughs> what it means because it's all chemistry and shit. He was on the spot. He wanted to tell everything, and it was a good That's thing he good. did. That was, that was good. He did a great job. He, I'm very uh, proud another, of him. Another thing I wanted to point out mm. to the audiences, to the audiences, to the audience, to the listeners, to the beans, to the listeners. little beans, to the bean squad. <laughs> Did we ever explain why beans. we call them beans? Because it's funny, mostly. But... And because we're hosted by Podbean. And I was like, ah, beans. I like beans. Those are Everybody loves beans. <laughs> I don't know. Sorry, okay, so you were going to say. The one thing I wanted to, to point out to them is how long was the actual recording? I think it was about an hour. <laughs> I think I know where you're going with this. Yes. We... You know what I'm going with this. <laughs> yes. so... We recorded funny... an hour and a few minutes, I think. So it was an hour and a few minutes. The both of us and Chris, Christy stayed, stayed for how much? An hour and a half more afterwards? Two hours. Two hours. Two hours. Two hours so more we afterwards. Were like, so we open up Skype. We talk for maybe like 15 minutes of like doing a bunch of tests and a bunch of recordings and making sure the levels are right and we all hear each other properly. And they're like, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to count to five and we're going to hit the record button. And he's like, all right, everyone's like, okay, cool. So I do that, count to five, start recording. Hello, everyone, blah, blah, blah. An hour passes. I'm like fuck it's been past 15 minutes you know what i'm just gonna decide that now on guests have more than 15 50 minutes if they need it uh and then I'm like all right thank you see you next time blah 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 stop recording and then we switched for some reason we instantly switched to romania like oh that was so that was that what do you think blah 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 and we started we went like for about that retro sort of doing a retrospective on the podcast for like 10 minutes 
And then two hours, we just kept talking about the same thing we talked in the podcast, but like way deeper level for no reason. Like for no reason, I mean, because we were planning, you you had to get to, to your parents' house yeah, immediately after recording. So I was like, all right. Yeah, so I was like, "All right, I we're gonna we're gonna stop the recording and we're gonna like say goodbye and see you some other time." And I have to take this guy. Uh, I was gonna take you with my car home and then to the train station. I'm like, "All right, we need to do that." But then we just so got into discussing and the flow. Like I kept looking at you to see if like you made any sort of movements of like I need to go. But you were like, "Nah," you were like way into but the conversation. Like, oh, if he doesn't care, I don't care. For trains, yeah, I knew I had a couple of options for trains, so mm. in case we needed to stay more, it was fine. <laughs> and I think Christy also said he wanted to. He said goodbye at least three or four times, but we just kept going yeah, at it. We were like, "Nah, man, nah, we're not done. This is not done." It was an amazing <laughs> conversation. It was really fun. So good. We talked about so much. I can't like. Everyone knows my memory's shit, and I don't even remember what we recorded. <laughs> but I definitely don't remember anything after. I just remember we talked for two hours about what was it? I don't even because like this is the thing. Like I don't know what was in the podcast and what was after in the discussion. It was stuff about the, Elon Musk. I think it was something about Peterson. Yeah, we we books. touched those subjects, but I think the broad main line of the whole discussion was something about evolution of humanity. From the right. past to the present, from the present onwards. Oh, that was the whole yeah. uh, thing that kept this whole uh, conversation together. And that's why mm. we said we, could, we are going to have him again. Yep. And there's a good chance that whenever we are going to have uh, guests from now on, the podcast will be longer. Yes. So we'll keep our, the normal podcast from uh, just the two of us somewhere mm -hmm. around 50 minutes yep. as we discussed and we were requested. Yep. But if we have guests and we can actually discuss a lot of things and there we have one chance of having them over yeah we're going to talk to the to the guys to the people to the invitees <laughs> yeah exactly yeah that that at was most, the decision at most if somebody complains that it's way too long we could maybe uh split it in episodes yes. i'm not necessarily a fan of this me neither but that's the only compromise i'm willing to make yeah it's weird it's weird pleasing sort of people because the, the like my original idea for the podcast was just that i suddenly like i knew who joe rogan was for a lot long time but i only really got into like constant well constantly to like consistently i guess watching his episodes as they came out this summer um and then i was like all yeah, right I, I remember you hating me for watching joe rogan and telling people about joe rogan like three years ago mm. i remember very specifically us in the office, I was talking to a colleague. We were talking about specifically one podcast. Don't remember which one of his episodes. Mm -hmm. And you were something like, oh, please stop corrupting people to listening to podcasts. Did I? Yeah, you did. I don't remember. Yeah, I did. I think because I knew that Joe Rogan's content was... Because I do that, like, with you especially. I do that when I know something's good and you're, like, talking about it to someone. And I'm like, dude, stop recruiting people. <laughs> <laughs> let people know that there's yeah. quality things out there it's like actually on the flip side do you remember how upset you were when Kurzgesagt made the egg video you were very upset i was somewhat disappointed <laughs> in a very selfish manner that was such a weird thing to be upset about would you like to tell the people what you were upset about that Kurzgesagt made a beautiful animation to a 
we talked about this in like two free episodes ago the egg by andy weir uh yeah. a, a little short story and then kurtzkazag made a video for it right and i think you mentioned that so would you like to tell the the listeners why <laughs> you were pissed off that day Okay, let let me just first redeem myself. So I was I'm happy sure. actually that this thing happened. Of course. Then they put it out there, so it's made it mm-hmm. more accessible to everybody because I want more people to know about this story. Mm-hmm. Like I said in the episode about it, it was one of the things that really formed the way I look up on life. Right. Um, but <laughs> but the thing is, uh-huh. I knew about the egg from I think since high school probably. It was wow. one of the things I found out. Uh, via StumbleUpon. Oh, okay. You know, we, we had a lot of discussions about StumbleUpon, and StumbleUpon was yep. a mess of a website, but it got really good influence on me. It was beautiful. I miss yeah, it. Yeah, it was a beautiful thing. Hmm. And for the longest part, after that, me showing somebody, introducing them to the concept of the egg was a power move in that <laughs> relationship. In the like, oh, check this cool like, thing. I bet you never heard of it. Something like that. It was a way for me to be cooler than anybody else, but yeah. at the same time, was you are also cool enough. I like you enough so that I can show you this. Yeah, of course, of course. And it was it's like I'm going to show you more this of thing that you never thing, heard about yeah. because I trust you, and I trust that you would appreciate it. I, exactly. I do that with most stuff that I like. <laughs> and now, since it's super public and Curtis Act is known by everybody and their mothers, <laughs> it's it, it got I lost that special thing that was mine yeah you're not special anymore yeah i only remember you were like you're like oh dude the thing they made a video and you're like yeah fucking now everyone's gonna know about it it was god it was my thing and i used to show it to people and it was cool it was like a cool thing that you knew about it and i only showed it to people like that i think deserved it and now like fucking everyone every fucking dumbass is gonna watch it and i'm like why let them fucking have knowledge, dude? Like, let people learn and educate themselves. And yes, good, great. They're outreaching, reaching out with the information and shit. It's great. And you're like, I know you make sense, but I still don't like it. I'm like, all right, you yeah, sound like me. You. It was in a very selfish way, very <laughs> ego thing about me. That's that's something that I'd say, man. That kind of shit. <laughs> I mean, who said you're the only hipster in this building? Hey, <laughs> not now because you're the only one in your building. But shut the fuck up. Yeah, well, <laughs> just go with it. I'm the only hipster in my building. <laughs> yeah, you are, but you get the point. In yeah. this metaphorical building. Yeah. Yes. The <laughs> in the ship of the imagination. <laughs> but the caveat to this whole thing, the egg, when I discovered this story, mm-hmm. came accompanied by other two stories. Okay. Kind of in the same manner. I'm fairly certain they're different authors. Okay. Which ones? Uh, I think they're called The Last Question and The Last Answer or something like that. Okay. I've never heard of it. It's either The Last Answer and The First Question or The Last of Both of Them. Okay. What are they about? Let me see if I remember both of them. So (laughs) I think The Last... The Last Airbender. Okay. One of them. Okay. One of them was about this... um, possible future it was a science fiction scenario mm-hmm. where humanity develops this huge computer ai thingy okay that and the story is a couple of this paragraph after paragraph but each paragraph is a different time in human history okay um, and i'm talking about the future right and initially there's just this big computer somebody creates an ai it's a small thingy it's a toy project something mm-hmm. but it, it 
is the first time it appears. Then it gets to the size of a building or something like this. Then it gets even bigger. Then at some point, they need to move it to a different planet or satellite something wow. on the moon or similar. And I think at some point, it gets really uh, science fiction-y when you move it into a different dimension or something. What because the it, would, fuck? it got this big. Okay. Or something, like, something along those lines. The hell? And... This computer just keeps on going and accumulating knowledge and doing computations and just doing every single knowledge gathering thing can do, he can do. It's basically a neural network. Yeah, but it just... It's being fed it constantly. To, it surpassed the lifetime of human beings. Of course it, it did. It surpasses, I think, even the, the sun exploding or something or just slowly dying. That's yeah, not far from that. It's like, what, four billion years? That's not that far. It's basically tomorrow. I mean, in galactic fucking levels, it's not, Indeed, not yeah. big time. And a eventually, ah, whatever. it keeps doing a lot of computation, gathers all the information it can. And at the very end, I think it was almost, just to make it really dramatic, it was near the heat death of the universe. The climax. This, this computer just says, finishes everything, like absolutely everything. Everything that could be discovered, he discovered it. And it discovered it, and he just says, "Let there be light." And there's a big bang. And there's a big bang. Uh, of course. Who the hell wrote this? This sounds cool in a way. Uh, let me check. All right. Um, and this way, I can also see what was the other one. All right. I guess I'll talk about something else in the yeah. meantime. Give us your thoughts about science fiction ways of explaining life i guess science fiction ways of explaining life i don't know man i only read like asimov uh that i really love i didn't i know i should so talk to me about asimov well the main series is the foundation series there are seven books i think i read all of them um and there are sort of there are free timelines and the last one is the foundation in in okay in Asimov's universe, like in his world that he created, the last part, it's split in three parts. And the last part is this Foundation series. The first part is The Robots, which is a couple of collection of short stories and a couple of novels. Uh, and one of those is iRobot that you might might have heard of. The let movie, me, the, with let me barge in here a bit because yeah. I did my research. All right, go ahead. So the one I've just talked about is is the last question okay because along those paragraphs people will keep asking this ai something about the meaning of life or something all right and they will always respond but there's not sufficient data okay and the whole plot of it is just gathering more data and okay. the other one is indeed called the last answer and and hear me out because i completely forgot this they both were written by asimov shit yeah <laughs> All right. So you have read Asimov then? I mean, two short stories, not the the big novels. I mean, dude, he wrote so much stuff. Like, wow. All right. And what's what's the other one about? Let me see if I can skim really quickly and... Skim ahead, bro. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was... Uh, and I'm just really digging into my memory for this one. But basically... It's a real. It's similar to the egg in one sense. It's about this guy. I think it's also a physician or something. A physicist, sorry, that <laughs> dies, 
Right. And he gets into the afterlife because it doesn't mention being it, it being heaven or hell. Right. And he meet, meets his creator. Okay. And basically, he tells him that he specifically chose him to be in the afterlife, but he didn't have a body. There wasn't any building, something to interact with. So the only purpose he had there was just be there and think. But, so Okay. Right. So he asked for that after his death. No, he didn't ask for that. So the creator took him without asking for consent in any way. Oh, okay. And he was like, all right, this is what you brought him in this afterlife. And he said, you are here just to think. That's the only thing you're going to be able to do. It's boring. (laughs) It is. And I'm not sure if it gives at some point that it's going to be boring. He's going to lose his mind. He's going to get it back. Something, something. That's cool. And then this. uh, mind soul whatever of the phys- physicist as uh, i'm not sure wait let me think for a second i think he says something of what it, what is he supposed to think about and he's just the creator says you're just gonna think whatever you want you have unlimited time here you're gonna think about everything and anything eventually <laughs> it's like xkcd 505 a bunch of rocks <laughs> exactly and um Thanks, 505. He, I think he, at some point, decides what if he doesn't want to do this. Like when, He never asked to be here, right? So what if he doesn't want to be here for an eternity and just think about everything? Right. And the creator says, you don't have a choice. Wow. And at that point, this guy gets mad. Mm-hmm. And he decides that he is going to find a way to kill his creator. <laughs> okay. Right? Because he has unlimited time. So eventually, he's going to figure something out. Mm-hmm. And spoilers and plot twist here, because when he decides this, he goes on and starts thinking. <laughs> and the creator is very proud of this individual because he got to this point really fast. And it re- it's revealed that there are several others that are in this exact same position. Everybody just being there isolated, just thinking about things and each one of them just trying to figure out a way to kill their creator. Right. Because the creator is uh, eternal, atemporal, and has no beginning and no end. And after you've seen and been everything, the only last option you have to do something new is to end yourself. Right. So he so just that is the last answer. So he just re- sort of reaps these souls after they die and forces them to think a way to kill him. Yeah, basically, you create the he creates the That's world, so cool. which is just an incubator for minds that are supposed to eventually help him finish his. That's very the Matrixy. <laughs> yeah, the his his main series are nothing like that. Well, I mean, not really. I mean, they're kind of like that, but they're a bit. <laughs> I want to say they're more grounded and real, but they're fucking spaceships and stuff. So, but like they're more, I guess down to the planet's surface <laughs> down to the galaxy yeah uh yeah man i don't know the his his so like i said the main series for him are our foundation which is the third one the last one seven books the first one's robots which includes irobot bunch of short stories and then three or four books about robots like novels mm-hmm. and then the middle one is the galactic empire and the story takes you through sort of humanity and near future and the robots and they're starting to make robots. And then in the mid to far future, like they're super intelligent and whatever. Um, 
and then there's a galactic empire that's being sort of founded in the galaxy and it's just humanity spread across i don't think there are any aliens in his book well in this whole series i don't think there are any aliens i don't there might be mention of like weird creatures or something but no other intelligent life um Okay. So I don't know. I don't. I know. So like the first series about the robots is just robot collections, and then the novels are about these two dudes, a man and a robot, and it's sort of a detective series. They just solve mysteries and whatever. Okay. The Galactic Empire. I have no fucking idea what it's about. It's free books, and I'm guessing it's about the Galactic Empire and how it sort of formed and how it exists. And then the Foundation series is about spoilers. Uh, the Galactic Empire is sort of declining. Uh, and there's this dude, Harry Seldon, and he creates a new science called psychohistory. Uh, and it's, Ooh. have I ever told you about this? Cause this is actually really cool. I don't know how much into how much detail to go. Mm, psychohistory is, I think is the first time I hear this. Okay. So he invents psychohistory and for those who don't know, uh, Asimov is a thermodynamics phys- physicist or something, a physicist specialized in thermodynamics or whatever so he's really good with like molecules and movements and rapid movement and browning shit and whatever so psychohistory is actually very sort of influenced by that because psychohistory in his book is about predicting the future of mankind by looking at it as a mass like a, a a big collection of millions of tiny or billions of tiny things but not looking at like one individual's choices that impact things is just looking at the overall picture uh, of where humanity's going, sort of every tiny decision that sort of leads the whole mass into a place um, in time and space or whatever. So okay. he invents that and then shit happens and basically he discovers that, okay, uh, he uses psychohistory to see that the Galactic Empire is failing uh, and he sort of creates this plan that if humanity follows like do this do that take whatever one of the things is like take all the smart people every scientist and every intelligent person put them on one planet think of terminus uh and then that's where the new foundation is going to be born with all these intelligent people because sort of the decline of the galactic empire means everything's going to shit it's like the middle the galactic middle ages uh so he sets this plan and he says okay if you guys follow this plan uh, there only be 1,000 years of Dark Ages or some shit like that. If you don't, it'll be like 100,000 years of Dark Ages and you risk like going extinct or whatever. Uh, and you know then what immediately the... pops into my mind? Hmm, what? Um, tell me if this phrase still tells you anything. Mm. The day the yogurt took over. The day the yogurt took over? No, I've never heard that. What is that? It's one of, it's one of the episodes in um, Love, Dead, and Robots. Oh, uh... Pfft. God, I don't remember any of the episodes. I remember a few of the episodes. Which one was that one? <laughs> it's the one where the yogurts go over. Uh, okay. It's a, it's a really short uh, episode in which at some point some bacterium culture and a yogurt gains consciousness or something. Okay. It's really stupid, but that's not the idea. They don't get fixated on the yogurt. Okay. But it just tells, uh, bring it to your leader. They bring him to the president of the united states of course and the yogurt is super smart okay and it gives out a plan of how to do things in order to ensure that humanity will go on the right path wow but the yogurt is also so smart that it knows that humanity won't be able to follow these rules 
Wow. Because of individual ambitions, ego, exactly. corruptions, whatever. That's basically the plot. Yeah. And eventually, the e the yogurt just creates a lot of. And in the end, very end is revealed that there are spaceships. Okay. And it just leaves planet Earth, leaving humanity behind. <laughs> like, and everything, everybody just looks with the despair in their eyes at the yogurt leaving, and they're like, "Oh my god, they left us behind. <laughs> what now?" Oh shit. Yeah, it's it's pretty much this. Yeah, I need to rewatch that. That sounds cool. I don't remember it. Um, but yeah, the, the 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 series is pretty much that. But it's really cool because he wrote the sort of in the timeline of the story of the seven books, the third book is the first one he wrote, right, in that series. So the third book is the foundation book, and then okay. there's the second foundation, and then I think it's forward the foundation or some shit. Then there is, that's free to five and two more. Okay, so then there's, I don't know, foundation in Earth and foundation in something. Uh, the last two, so so the, the, the order he wrote them was the third book, four, five, six, seven, one, two. And the second book okay. is, in the series is the last book that he ever wrote before died. And you can see that because, spoilers, in the second book, this Harry Seldon person dies. And it's sort of so mapped one to... It's sort of like his autobiography, basically. It's really nice. cool. It's like okay. he projected his himself, like him at, himself at the old age and what he felt, sort of all of his friends dying and being left alone and at an old age or whatever. He projected that into Harry Seldon, and it's so fucking good. Uh, actually, a lot of people on the internet say that when you read the series, you should start with the third book and read it like the way he wrote it because it's more beautiful. I I read it like in chronological order of the story because that's how I like to read books. But you know, you do you. Um, but yeah, it's it's really good. And then I don't know, it's it gets really complex because exactly like you said, like you 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 nailed it spot on. In the I think I don't know, forward the foundation or the second foundation or some shit. Uh, there's this guy who shows up, uh, the mule. And the, the mule, mule, yeah, the mule. He's this like really, really ugly person uh, that has like sort of telepathic powers in some weird way. And he goes on his own conquest of like he was an abused child and whatever. And he has his own conquest of like, fuck everyone. I'm going to take over the world. So he starts doing that. And then the people on Terminus are like, oh, shit, there's this mule. And they like every 100 years, I think, Harry Seldon programmed a, a, a tele, like a, what do you call it? a hologram of himself telling them, okay, it's been a hundred years. Okay. This is what's going to happen now. This is what you need to prepare for. And every hundred years, they'd have that hologram on Terminus. So then the telegram is there and you, the, the hologram is there and it doesn't mention anything about the mule. And they're like, oh fuck, this must be like, okay, this is bad. Uh, because in psychohistory, again, it just looks at the whole ensemble. It doesn't look like any individual ambitions, just like you said. Uh, and mm -hmm. this guy had an individual ambition. And then, ah, whatever, the story resolves and everything's happy. But then... They found out there's a second foundation, and that's the actual <laughs> foundation. Yeah, so actually, the sort of the scientists were put on Terminus as a sort of as a decoy to make everyone believe that that's the foundation, but also because it was important to have all the smart people in one place creating, like, sort of reinventing to the rest of the Middle Aged Galactic Empire, reinventing out of forged steel and shit like that, right? Because, like, everyone was fighting, like, really old, bad, like, battle-torn spaceships whereas these guys had like super high-tech stuff so then everyone instead of fighting wanted to do trade and that's how the story sort of evolves and like okay this is how we're gonna get peace again but at the same time there's a second foundation which is the actual important one and is really interesting because that's full of telepaths 
And it's full of people who could like, I think somewhere in the second book before he dies, he realizes like his daughter or some shit or like a kid was like, oh, he can, she can read minds or something. That's whatever. And then never mentions it. And then you find out there's a second foundation where he sent that girl off or whatever. And then they start, uh, they all basically by the end of the penultimate or last book, you find out that it's this whole planet that became an entity. And everything and everyone on that planet is so telepathic that they all sort of connected with the planet amongst themselves. And there's just one sort of a unity. Uh, Such a a very huge hive mind, right? Exactly. But the the difference is that it's not some central nervous system that sort of, uh, what do you call it? This sort of took over everyone's minds and using them. It's them amongst themselves. They're sort of fine-tuned their brains in such a way that there's perfect harmony amongst all of them and they can telepathically communicate. And it's really cool. And then it turns out that that's actually the thing. And then the very last book, the whatever character is like this, his whole conquest is to find earth because he heard there's an earth and that's where everything started. And he wants to, I can't remember what, but he goes there and it's like a small party of people, uh, including a person from Gaia and whatever. And they go to the earth and it's all barren and shit. But then they're like, oh, it has a satellite and it goes on the moon. And on the moon, oh, I didn't even mention it. It's, it's this guy who was in the first two books. It's the same guy, but there's like hundreds of years in the future. And it turns out it's actually the same guy in the detective stories and the robots. So he's a robot which were like everyone thought they're all extinct and whatever. It's a robot. And that's, you know, the free rules of, of robotics, like rule one, I you know should never exist. Isn't it one of them? You are not allowed to, to harm people or something. Yeah. 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 So the first ones, I, I can't remember them exactly, but it's like, you're not allowed to harm people. Uh, then the other ones, you're not allowed to let people go into harm's way. Then the, I think the third ones by inaction, don't make, make sure that none of the first two happen. Uh, or something like that. And then th- th- he, like Asimov, and I can't remember which one of his books, he invented the zeroth rule that okay. says something like, uh, you may kill, like, it's sort of shifted from don't let a human die to don't let humanity die. Yeah, a zeroth rule that precedes all of the other ones. So it, it switches focus to the greater good. Exactly. So it's like, you're not allowed yeah. to kill, but you can kill it's not about killing i'm just using killing as an example the book is like it's not important to the story so i'm using it because it's, it's a, basically the, the the wagon problem exactly so like if 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 it saves humanity it's fine to kill some people or whatever uh it's not emphasized like that he doesn't go killing on a rampage or whatever but like that and then sort of he was actually the one behind everything because like he was the one who called harry selden at the galactic empire whatever to give his speech which made him famous and then he was the one who made sure that all the paths and whatever and then they bring him a kid from i can't remember which planet like in the small part if they're in there's a child and i can't remember if he's either is the planet where like there's a hermaphrodite thing like humans evolved to be hermaphrodites and like sort of their bodies are like perfect and adaptable to any any environment so i don't remember if it's one of them or if it's someone from guy but i think it's one of them like he's perfectly adapted he has like the beginnings of tell like some glands or some shit that he uses for telepathy so he has the like the beginnings of that and then the robots who needs constant maintenance because he's a robot uh 
actually planned for that kid to be with them for like the series of events was all planned all along and the kid was supposed to be there so he could put his brain to the kid to continue living on in this like super new and enhanced body or some shit that was a very long <laughs> presentation that was, yeah. <laughs> that was a huge tangent i like like five things and but i'm very passionate about those five things in life <laughs> and that was one of the things ladies and gentlemen <laughs> so fucking go read asimov it's really good especially the foundation the robots books are meh I'm reading them now, and it's just a collection of short short stories at the moment. Before I'm not, I, I'm reading them in like again chronological sort of story wise order, mm. and it's just, they're fine. All of them are based on some kind of moral dilemma, which is cool, but it's just a shitload of tiny stories about very different things. Like you get bored in between them. It's like, all right, I wonder what's gonna happen now. It, they're very predictable because they follow this moral pattern. It's like, oh there's this robot and he might be evil and it's like oh i bet he's gonna turn out not to be evil at the end or something and oh whoop they do it it happens and it's like all right okay i get it they're not they're very easy to read yeah i get it but that's the cool part of it because it's easy to read and you don't need to yes. get this huge amount of investment like you do with a whole series of robots foundation whatever yeah, exactly. it's a huge commitment to it because to my shame i found out i started reading science fiction i Thing last year or the year before that? Oh, I started in university, which is pretty late as well. Like, yeah, I didn't. Yeah, I'm not sure how it never came across. I never came across any science fiction books, and mm -hmm. it was never really recommended to me. Mm -hmm. But I started with the fifth science, oh. the one from Exerbia. <laughs> of course, you did. Really, that was of your first I science did. fiction book that you you just wanted to read. I think so. Wow. I mean, I, I had uh, Asimov, and there was there was another one. Which was the other big science fiction? Dune and Dune. Oh God, yeah. So, that's so I had both, the both of them list. somewhere in my in my Frank Herbert wish list. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Frank Herbert. Both of them were my on my list of things Jesus. I was supposed to read, but there was just huge commitment because it is. both of them are humongous books. Well. The Asimov books aren't that huge compared to Dune. I mean, no, the whole thing, the whole thing together. Well, yeah, you don't have to read the whole thing. You just read the third book. Of course book. you don't. But if if I'm gonna start, I'm gonna read everything. Yeah, that's it. it really, thing. like, I I think the second time I started reading Prelude to Foundation is the time I actually got into it. The first time I was like reading, I'm like, ah, what the fuck, this is boring. And then I think a year later, I I was like, oh, I've in the meantime, I've heard good things about this, and I'm gonna give it another shot, and I fell in love instantly nice yeah but where was i going where i was going with this uh, yeah sorry that was the first book i i read and then uh -huh. somebody recommended me a different one okay i don't remember it was again a collection of short stories both of these books are a collection of short stories but the first one is they kind mm -hmm. of make sense in the long run mm -hmm. because they connect they connect eventually the the plot of it is basically how the how humanity and the universe afterwards will evolve in the very very distant future this is the fifth science this is the fifth science. Okay, I'm not gonna tell you what the fifth science is. It, it, it somewhere in the beginning of the book it explains because the first four sciences are something like logic, uh, geometry, I think mathematics, and I don't know something philosophy or something physics, hmm, whatever in that region. Yeah, there were the four things, and then this five thing is is created, and you don't find out until the very end of the book. So that's not why I'm going to spoil it. Because I How long is the book? book? How many pages? I mean, about 300. Okay. It's not that it's I, like it's a, on my one to read list as well. Yeah. Yeah, 200, 300. I can lend it to you. It's still here. I, I, 
I see it. Right. When when we're gonna meet. <laughs> I mean, I can always drop it at your doorstep. Yeah. And then yeah, the other one because I can see it. Luckily, it's Philip K. Dick. Oh yeah. And the the book is called the Electric Ant, I think. The Electric. I have it Ant. in Romanian, okay. so but the translation is Electric Ant. Okay. And that I've one is a collection of short stories, but these one these ones are completely disjointed. They don't really have anything to do with each other. Okay. But the one cool thing I found out that then I really I realized it's that the cool thing about science fiction is that it's not about the spaceship, it's not about the laser guns, it's not about the aliens. It's just the fact that it gives you some tools that you don't really have in normal storytelling to explain some concepts. Yeah. Usually it's ethical or moral choices that they explore. That's exactly. what I like. Because I was thinking, I was trying to come up with something that's like just fun and killing shit. And I thought of Ender's Game. But then Ender's Game has a really huge underlying like philosophical question of like, is it okay to make a, to lie to a kid that he's playing a game when actually he's wiping out an entire alien civilization that we don't want to understand. And then the kid oh, yeah, realizes at the end. Huh? I, I remember. I didn't yeah, and then the, the kid realizes at the end and he's like, oh, fuck, what? We... I know they're ugly and they're bugs and whatever, but we never tried to understand them. So he steals the queen's egg or some shit and he keeps it and he re tries to rekindle that civilization or some shit. I don't know. I got bored in the second book. I really got bored because it's the second book is Speaker for the Dead. And it, I, I read reviews and it's not your classic sort of sci-fi thing because like the author, I can't remember who, what's his name, but the author was trying to do sort of unconventional sci-fi where he doesn't focus on the science shit. He focuses more on ethical stuff. So it's, they found, they find a new civilization and he goes there to like speak to one of the, he's like a priest when someone dies, but okay. not per partaining of any religion. That's what a speaker for the dead is. It's like, I it's see. like when our priests like do that little monologue of like, this is who died and how many years Somebody's gonna say what happened in final exactly words. someone to tell the story of their life. That's speaker of the dead. So he goes there on the a planet to like they're a the kid, uh, uh, a pig civilization, sort of a semi-intelligent pig civilization, and one of them okay. dies, and he goes there to speak, and then shit happens, and I really got bored halfway through the book because it's just exposition and descriptions and like trying to world building, and it's cool. But I, I was I just read Asimov, and I'm like I want something with like high impact shits happening left and right or whatever. Or at least a lot of dialogue, which this again doesn't have that much. It's just mostly descriptions. Um, on that note, <laughs> it we're almost fifty-five minutes in. Um, oh shit! Yeah. Uh, how about next yeah, time? I had, I had a couple more things. Shit! I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm glad I interrupted you before you started. Okay. Because I was thinking, let's, let's split it. Shall we split it? Yeah. They don't need to know that though. <laughs> Pretend you didn't hear this. Yeah, this is uh, maybe next time we'll talk about other stuff. Oh, pfft, I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> which, In conjunctions to science fiction. Maybe. Maybe. maybe I don't know. Maybe which won't be recorded like five to ten minutes from now. Pfft, I don't know. Anyway, it was nice talking to you, Colleen. Hopefully As always, Mike. everyone else enjoyed it at home. Uh, and we will see, hear you to talk, talk to you, to you next time. Yes. Have Stay a, safe, everybody. Yeah, don't get COVID or die. <laughs> Bye. Bye-bye.